Welcome to the Kupinger Call Analyst Chat. I'm your host. My name is Matthias Reinwart. I'm the director of the Practice Identity and Access Management here at Kupinger Call Analysts. We are continuing our sub-series of Trends and Predictions 2023, running up to EIC 2023 in May in, in Berlin. And uh, therefore, uh, we are looking at one trend, one prediction that is centering around the topic of privileged access management. And therefore, I have invited Paul Fisher. He's a lead analyst with Kupinger Cole, working with us from London. Hi, Paul. Good to have you. Matthias, hello. Nice to be back. I feel I haven't seen you for a while. It's, it's been a while, actually. So that means we are both busy. Yeah. Um, so, but we finally make, made it. So um, the topic is PAM. You are covering PAM from the research perspective. So what would be one of your key predictions when it comes to, to PAM in 2023 and beyond? Okay, well, let's start with a really boring one. Uh, it'll continue to grow. Um, so our uh, figures suggest that uh, from 22 to 23, there'll be a 0.4 billion increase in revenue. And that seems to actually follow a, a fairly uh, steady pattern each year. It seems to be uh, about a 5% growth. Um, so we're not seeing staggering uh, growth in the market, um, but it's certainly, uh, you know, solid. However, um, that's, Not really the most interesting thing about the pound market, uh, I would say. Um, the one of the things that is leads me on to my sort of uh, predictions and development for how PAM uh, might be going is the surveys. Uh, as you know, that we we now survey our audience quite a lot on different things, um, and. It's interesting to see the, the number of PAM solutions or platforms or software uh, in use in business is now, um, well, 16% uh, use three or more PAM solutions, which is interesting. Uh, 23% use two. Um, 40% uh, use just one. Um, and then there's that room for growth. None. Um, the 19% that still haven't invested in any PAM. So that's the... That's that 19% is what all the vendors are after. But the fact that uh, organizations are using more than one PAM ties in nicely with my prediction of um, the impact of what I call or starting to be called decentralized purchasing, uh, whereby traditional PAM has been purchased by the um, central IT department or the CISO or his his department working for the CETO, and it tended to be a, across the enterprise insulation. And that's where you saw things like uh, the big players, so CyberArt, Beyond Trust, Delinear, et cetera. Um, and whilst that, I think, is continuing, and particularly in big enterprises, uh, well, they still feel comfortable with a big platform that does everything that does, you know, all the password control, does session management, does all the analytics, you know, all the traditional stuff. I think what we're seeing and from what our customers say is that different types of privilege access management are now being purchased by perhaps smaller departments or even by very small teams uh, that are working on a project and want some kind of privilege access management, which is 
better than just simple uh, password managers uh, to control access to whatever it is they're working on. So that that's um, two things. And I think that as I'll, the other thing that is happening is, of course, and it, the thing sometimes, you know, and you know this as well as I do, Matthias, that sometimes we say, oh, cloud is happening and multi-cloud and, uh, you know, all, all that kind of stuff and digitalization. And it gets to the point where we kind of think, well, we keep saying this stuff and it, it sounds cliche, but it, <laughs> it is actually true. Um, and more and more clouds are being used and more different types of cloud. So in terms of um, the impact on the PAM market, and this came out a little bit in um, the leadership compass that we published at the start of the year, is the emergence of certain disruptors. So we traditionally in the, the leadership campus have had followers, challengers, and leaders. Um, but you can actually uh, break that down. Um, I've noticed that if you look in the followers, then you'll find perhaps some good innovation. You'll find niche applications for privilege access management. And increasingly, they were focusing on entitlement and the identity rather than a privileged account basis. Um, then the, the, challenge, the challenges tend to be um, smaller enterprise focused SMB, but also looking at identity and a shift away from passwordless. And that shift from passwordless also applies to um, the followers. Um, and then right at the top where we have Cyber, R, Compion, Trust, Linear, et cetera, we have the classical password vault enterprise GIC, the full kid, which is probably in that 46% that I mentioned, uh, I think it was 46, but anyway, the, the number of people that have one pan, they're going still for these big guys because they're trusted, they've been around for years, they know pan inside out. But why I think a trend is happening is that quite often people look at our leadership compass and they look at the followers and the challenges, and they always look at the leaders, and they think, well, all the best must be in the leaders. I tend to look at it the other way around, uh, that those businesses in the uh, followers bit um, should not be ignored. Uh, they don't have every capability under the sun, but what they're doing is uh, catering for that market, which is emerging of companies that have one two or even three different PAM solutions in operation. Um, and the emergence of CIEM, uh, Cloud Infrastructure Entitlement Management, is probably one of the biggest um, disruptors uh, on the PAM market, particularly at that lower end, where people are starting to think more about entitlement access and more about just in time access and, and, and more about access to what's in the cloud and less so on privilege accounts, which I think we are starting to see uh, not the end of privilege account management, um, which is what Pam used to sort of stand for, um, but we're seeing the emergence of applications, tools, and solutions that do cloud infrastructure entitlement management, but they are, in effect, a privileged access 
tool as well because invariably you find now that the people in DevOps, for example, or the people in other departments um, and, of course, non-human identities, let's, for example, a script or an application um, or a piece of software is actually doing stuff that would be pretty much defined as, as privilege. So the question then would be, when we look at these, these, these cloud entitlements that are managed by these solutions, is this a trend across the full spectrum of the products that you've mentioned? So are these functionalities also included in the upper right corner products that you've mentioned? Or are there more specialized um, vendors that do this? Or is it both? Well, yes, it, it's true uh, that the traditional vendors are Uh, well, I wouldn't say scrambling, but they're certainly uh, reacting to this uh, by adding in some CIM uh, capabilities. But it's the thing is, it's not necessarily what people looking for CIM, particularly for those kind of decentralized purchasing bits, not necessarily what they want. Um, and so, unless CyberArk or uh, the others decide to offer a CIM standalone that is cloud native. I think that the market was is starting to look more at the companies that I mentioned um, in in the followers uh, because it probably will do one thing and do one thing well, and that's another trend that I'm seeing in privilege access is that applications are coming out that do privilege access to one thing. So you might have a platform that does privilege access for databases. Um, so, or privilege access for DevOps. We, we, we went through uh, a process of doing uh, a leadership conference with DevOps, and then we realized that actually the, the CIM side of this was actually starting, made the DevOps bit or PAM for DevOps um, as a category, uh, a little redundant, a little too specialized. But that doesn't mean that there aren't tools out there um, that are emerging that will do privilege access management purely for DevOps or purely for that kind of environment. So, um, yeah, I, that that would be the, the other um, kind of disruptive force. Um, and I'll be talking more about this at, the EIC conference in Berlin, where this forms part of my presentation. Um, the, the emergence of Microsoft into this market, which has been sort of expected or uh, rumored, um, but they've kind of dusted down uh, parts of Azure and Azure Active Directory and the management tools and admin tools for those and repackage them into a thing called Entra. Um, and that was sparked off by the acquisition of CloudNox, which was one of the best CIM tools around, and that's why Microsoft bought it. So they may well add in some kind of privilege access into this collection of tools called Entra, which are all available from a common um, dashboard. Um, If that happens, that will have an impact on the leaders, absolutely, because uh, 
they will be able to say that we can now do identity access management for our cloud. We can do it um, uh, for stuff running on other clouds, and we can do uh, a form of privilege access management. Now, we don't know what that is yet uh, because it's rumored to be coming out, but we haven't seen it. But if I was in the leader group, uh, I I would say that's something that should be looked at. And if I was in the buy, if I was a buyer and a big Microsoft user, um, I would say look, watch out for what they come out with because um, you know it's not uh, perfect, but what it does do is follow the trend of making this stuff a lot easier. So they've taken a lot of the. Um, well, you know what Active Directory, you know, admin like is like, and they've taken some of that stuff, wizardized it, and put it into these nice um, uh, software frames and uh, made it a lot easier. So we'll see what happens there. So to summarize everything, um, I have come up with this phrase called what's happening in not just bad, but in computing is everything works with everything else. So if you take that as your basis now of what a typical organization looks like or its architecture, and then apply that to PAM, um, you'll see that what has developed is a kind of PAMocracy. So that's a play on the word democracy. And it basically means that um, because everything is connected and works with everything else. Within that, all those connections um, means that there is human and non-human identities and machines all scurrying around, connecting to stuff. And a lot of that will now be considered to be privilege. Um, so you can then sum it up a bit further by saying, well, what privilege access is, is not about vaulting, it's not about passwords, it's not about admin tools and fixed uh, rights. It's about a thing that gets an identity, that gets a credential, that gives the thing access to stuff. And that thing could be, like I say, you, it could be me, um, it could be a tiny bit of code, it could be a, a, a microservice, it could be almost anything. But because all this is working together, we need now for privilege access management to somehow, and this is where the identity fabric as well comes in, we need to somehow um, uh, manage all that. And that means eventually, I think, that vaulting and passwording and password issuing will start to decline. And I think uh, we'll move much more to the dream, as it were, of um, just-in-time um, access that is fixed time only and disappears. Um, but that's a big challenge. I mean, these are trends, but uh, I don't – but I think that's probably why we're seeing – organizations buying one or two or three PAM because they already want some of that speed of access that they get with, um, say, CIM or some of the more specialist PAM 
vendors um, to give them the speed of access that they need. So there you go. That it's it's a lot happening in 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 what well, is actually quite a small market. But uh, um, having yeah, the other thing is that yeah, um, when I did I compared uh, like the Leadership Compass twenty nineteen yeah before I did one, um, and uh, we actually had fewer vendors in that one than we do in 2023. So, uh, and that's allowing for the fact that uh, a number of uh, vendors have been either merged um, or gobbled up by other uh, companies. So we we have more vendors, we have more vendors to watch. Uh, so it's, it's uh, definitely a market is thriving. So if I try to summarize it, so we see PAM in more areas. We see PAM for more target systems, including especially the cloud, including hybrid cloud, including virtualization platforms and everything around that. And we see more vendors, more diverse market. And as you described, a more a broader approach towards uh, PAM. So this is really interesting. So it's no longer this traditional, as you said, as uh, um, um enterprise style of protecting your admins from doing something wrong it's really the full interconnected yeah. and i like the term democracy yeah. which is really really nice in that context um, we will continue that discussion at eic you've mentioned that so you will be there i will be there so uh, we will meet each other in berlin yeah. and it's just a few weeks until there um, so um, this is really something that i'm looking forward to But I want, don't want to close down this this session with these all all these trends that we've learned for for uh, PAM for 2023 without mentioning that just in a few days um, the second edition of KC Open Select will be published um, and that will be tada um, focusing on PAM so it's also based on your research and the research of colleagues. Um, so again, we have the way of um, shortlisting products um, tailored for um, the audience needs. So you can do that online. Go to kopingacall.com, click on KC Open Select, and choose the PAM edition, and then they can benefit from your research, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, and I believe that I'm doing a webinar to promote that as well. Uh, so you'll be hearing even more about the PAMocracy. Uh, so. By the by, the by the time that we come to EIC, people will will, will have that word drummed into their head uh, until they're sick of it. You see, so. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, Thursday uh, Thursday uh, EIC is the day that I'm doing the Pam uh, stream, um, which I'm part of. Perfect. So uh, yeah, thank you very much, Paul, for for your insights. This is really an interesting market. It's changing. It's much more changing than we would have expected maybe three years ago. So not only consolidating, but really expanding, really getting broader in functionality and far from going away. Yeah. Thank you, Paul, for your time. Okay. Uh, I was going to say something else, but I'll, I'll leave that to the next session. <laughs> no, 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 no. Please, please do. The famous last words are always welcome. Well, I was just going to, when you mentioned that it's changing, it's funny because I, it's kind of a market that has matured but it's still maturing so it it's uh, growing um you could say again at the leader side it's a mature market but at the same time um, there is new stuff coming along which is yet to mature so that's very exciting mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And then get in touch with us, with you at, at, at EIC. So to the audience, please um, join us in person or virtually at EIC. Uh, head over to KC Open Select, the PAM edition. And if you have any questions, um, any comments, leave them in the comment sections below, below that YouTube video. And if you're listening to that on your favorite podcatcher, reach out to us via our email addresses or just via the website copingacoal.com. Any comments, any context, any questions, any contradictions, please reach out to us. We'd love to join the discussion with us. For that, thank you very much, Paul, and looking forward to seeing you in Berlin. Yes. And maybe for another episode very soon. Okay. Well, thank you, Matthias. Have a great day. Absolutely. You as well. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. -bye. All right. Bye.